Lori Vallow Daybell's trial was supposed to be this spring of 2024. She's charged with conspiracy to commit murder in the case of her fourth husband, Charles Vallow, and her niece's husband at the time, Brandon Boudreaux. She was extradited in November of 2023 from Idaho after being sentenced to life without parole back in July for the murders of Tammy Daybell, Chad Daybell's then wife, and Lori's children, Tylee Ryan and JJ Vallow. She appeared before the Arizona court, asked some questions, and then pled not guilty at her arraignment. But now it's been announced that her trial is postponed. So today we're going to dive into why. I'm Linda with It's a Crime, so now let's get into it. First, at Lori's initial appearance in Arizona after she was extradited from Idaho, she asked the judge about her two cases, Brandon and Charles. Are those cases going to be combined or are they going to be done separately? Well, they are two separate cases, Mm -hmm. but they're going to be handled at the same hearing. Okay. Okay. So you can talk to your lawyer, but they are two separate cases, which means that you'd have two separate proceedings going forward if it goes to trial. Okay. She also asked about her representation. Just one attorney or more attorneys will be assigned to Well, at this point at in this time, point. at this point in time, you're likely going to have the one lawyer represent you at this particular hearing. Um, what the Maricopa County Public Defender does at this point in time with respect to who they assign for counsel for you or how many lawyers you have or anything like that, that will be between you and your lawyer. Okay. Okay. Any other questions? So you're saying that they'll be, will I get to talk to them before that arraignment hearing or will just at that arraignment hearing they'll be assigned? Well, typically you do meet your lawyer at that arraignment hearing. Under the circumstances of this case, they may reach out to you before that hearing to have discussions with you. Um, There is also a telephone number that you're going to have on your paperwork that will uh, be able to connect you with the Maricopa County Public Defender's Office. Okay. All right. Thank Thank you, you, Ms. Value. I appreciate it. Recently, the state filed a motion to designate Lori's case as something called a complex case, and the judge agreed. And according to Arizona law, all first-degree murder cases will be automatically designated as complex by court administration at the time of arraignment. And Lori was charged with conspiracy to commit murder in the case of Charles Vallow and her niece's husband at the time, Brandon Boudreaux. Now, Lori was indicted back in June of 2021 for the 2019 murder of Charles and in 2022 for Brandon's attempt on his life, which was only three months after Charles was killed. Notable, Lori was seen smiling and smirking away as per her usual self after really anything horrific goes on. She's seen in court doing the same thing throughout how many years it's been as it appears she is really she feels like she's better than anyone and she claims she is a self-proclaimed god or goddess if you will and these types of entities do not need to eat show me that Lori anyways I digress Lori would have been a million dollars richer if she were to collect on Charles Vallow's life insurance but Charles since something was up and knew from some shenanigans that Lori was going to do something. So he changed his policy that if something should happen, it would go to his sister Kay. Now also notable when it came to Brandon's attempt on his life, which the bullet missed only by inches, Lori's niece Melanie would have profited off of that insurance policy and this would literally would have been a rinse and repeat type situation from Charles's case. But the shooter, Alex Cox, and Lori's brother, aka Protector, 
who would do anything for her failed at the attempt. Now, according to the Arizona law, a complex case has to be tried within 270 days from arraignment, which is nine months from Lori's arraignment. Now, we'll talk about the dates a little bit later, but both the state and the defense have to file something called a joint management plan, and it's to be no less than two days before their scheduled date and addressing 16 issues in particular. Number one, the proposed trial date. Now, Lori's was expected to be in April of this year, which actually would have coincided with Chad Daybell. So this is actually a good thing to have it in a different date, in my opinion. That would have been a complete you-know-what show, having to juggle the two. I did that last year in the case with Letitia Stouck and Lori, I think it was or one of them anyways, and having to watch both at two times speed to get 16 hours of trials in one day and create videos, it was it was really, really crazy. But number two is the length of the trial and number of witnesses. I just read recently that Chad Daybell's trial is actually expected to be a lot longer than Lori's trial, which if I remember correctly was eight weeks long, I believe. But brace yourselves on this and on Chad's because it's gonna be gruesome. But I'm not sure how long this one for Lori is expected to be, but I'll keep you posted. Now, number three is a final trial management conference conference date. Number four, brief summary of all alleged facts. Well, that could be a large book as there's so much involved in this case. Number five, discovery production schedule. Six, witness interview schedule. I am wondering who will be on that witness list, don't you? Number seven, list of motions needing evidentiary hearing or length of hearing. Number eight, schedule for filing motions, responses and replies. Nine, schedule for motions in limine. And that's the primary purpose of a motion in limine is to avoid disclosing to the jury prejudicial matters, which may compel a mistrial. Written responses to motion in limine may be filed no later than 10 days after receipt of such motion. Number 10, expert witness issues. Uh, the dates for defense to disclose experts and opinions. If different date, then they have to go to something called Rule 15. Number 11, special investigative needs. 12, general status of plea negotiations and 13 plea cutoff date. Now, what do you think? Do you think Lori will ever ask for a plea deal? Let me know in the comments below. Number 14, settlement conference date. 15, interpretation, translation, and transcription needs. Man, see that fast. And 16, schedule of regular case management conferences. These conferences will be presumptively set every 45 to 60 days, depending on what happens. And in these conferences, they will review the pretrial preparation, resolve any issues, and schedule whatever they need before that next conference. And both parties have to file a report no less than two days before each conference. And in that report, they need to include the specific progress that was made since the last case management conference, specific case prep to be completed before the next conference, witnesses who were interviewed, witnesses who will be interviewed in the upcoming month, and any pending issues that need to be resolved. Back to Charles' case, which happened in July of 2019. And remember, Alex Cox, Lori's brother, stayed overnight at Lori's house. And in the morning, Charles Vallow was coming over to pick up JJ to take him to school. Charles was visiting in Arizona. And when he went to pick up JJ, there was a whole altercation saying Charles was enraged, which according to several people, Charles was a pretty chill guy. 
and Alex somehow ended up with a boo-boo on his head from a bat and he shot Charles in self-defense, which we know is not true. He called 911, lied about doing CPR on Charles, and they know that as a fact, as there wasn't evidence of CPR done to Charles, and they left him for dead. Meanwhile, Lori was outside, stole Charles' car, drove JJ to school, not before hitting the local Burger King though, for breakfast for JJ, and then go to the store, they went to Walgreens, I believe it was. They bought some flip-flops, came back, and Lori was seen smirking on camera. Previous to that, Charles reported to Chandler police multiple times that he was concerned with Lori's behavior, her religious views, her threatening to kill him. He was worried for the safety of the children. Yet, here we are. Back to the boo-boo. Charles was a pro athlete, a pro baseball player, so I think it'd be more than just a boo-boo on Alex's head. What do you think? Let me know. Now, Brandon's case, which happened on October of 2019, and at this point, Charles was dead, and both Tylee and JJ were murdered as well. Lori went and rented a storage unit and housed the back tire of the Jeep that was involved in the attempted murder of Brandon. And Chad and Lori rolled the tire into the storage unit. Then Alex drove to Arizona with a gun in tow and notable, he'd been going to the shooting range doing some practicing and he drives to Brandon's new house location, which Melanie Boudreaux slash Pulowski knew the address to and Alex obtained that address, drove to his house and shot at him then drove off, never to be arrested, and Alex died in December of 2019, but not before attempting to kill Tammy Daybell in her driveway, and then she was killed allegedly by Chad after that attempt. Lori was chatty Cathy on the phone the day of the attempt of Brandon's and made the Google mistake of searching for a man shot in Gilbert, Arizona, before the news would break out and Brandon wasn't killed. Now, Chad, even though he was chatty on the phone and he started his zombie talk and rubric of being light, you know, people being light and dark, they aren't charging him. In a document, the prosecutor's office said there was no reasonable likelihood of conviction if attorneys were to go forward and prosecute a hypothetical case against Chad Daybell in Charles Vallow's death, which absolutely sucks because in my opinion, he was most likely involved in that as well. Let me know what you think. Now, I did a video before, this is quite some time ago, regarding the Charles Vallow case. I did a series on it and I am gonna be updating that series. But there was a video I did um, specifically on a letter that Lori wrote to Chad Daybell asking him to come around that time to come visit. And they did a bunch of stuff in code, I decoded it, and um, you can check that out below. I'll have that in the description box. Now, speaking of Chad, I have a question for you. How do you think Lori would feel about the fact that she has these charges for Charles and Brandon, but nothing for Chad? Do you think she's bothered about it or do you think she's indifferent when it comes to Chad? As for the next court dates, they vacated the March 28th court hearing that was to be a final trial management conference and reset it for July 25th, 2024 at 8.30. They also vacated trial assignment on April 4th and resetting it for August 1st at 9 a.m. It looks like this is going to be leading into the fall season. So we have another year to deal with Lori. But on the plus side and being positive, 
I guess that gives me more time to dig in and do some deep dives and some theory videos. So the next upcoming court date for Lori will be February 21st at 8.30 a.m. It's a complex case scheduling conference. And Chad Daybell's trial is going to be in April. I got to go down the rabbit hole a little bit before that debacle starts. And this case is so complex. I don't think we'd ever run out of things to talk about. Check me out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. I'll have that in the description box below. And check out the Tammy Daybell series right here, if you haven't already, where I talk about Tammy being posed the night she was killed and also a video right on here on Alex Cox and his potential involvement and his movements the night Tammy was murdered. Thank you so much for watching. Stay safe out there.